Hey, what's poppin', guys? This is the Dallas Rays Podcast. I'm Spencer. And I'm Alexander. Now, last night was a little bit rainy, but today's June 3rd. Brand new day. It's nice outside, and we'd like to thank everyone for tuning in to episode 9 of our podcast. Now, whether you're done with the episode or maybe during the episode, please go follow us on Instagram at Delos underscore Reyes underscore podcast. And thank everyone for following that page, keeping it active. We have a lot more posts, so stay tuned. And as the usual, stay healthy, stay safe, especially with all the stuff going on. Be careful and be yourself, too. Let's end this Now, piece we're of starting news. off the news. There's a program that actually started in March, but I didn't hear about it until now. It's called the Adopt a Minor League Program. Now, I'm pretty sure it's adoptaminorleaguer.com, or you can go on their GoFundMe page. I think they might have a Patreon as well. Now, it's basically just like it, it sounds just as it is. It's a program where you can send care packages, either prepared by them, you give them money to do it, or you can send grocery money, you can send anything to a certain minor league. So what happens is you apply and they're like, okay, um, you like, this is you, this is you, this is your address, this is your information. Uh, maybe you're a family, maybe you're two people, maybe you're just a person. Here's a minor league that needs help. All right, and then they pay you up with that person and then you could just send them anything you want, like once a month, maybe twice a month, as much as you would like to help out that person. Oh, that's really cool. A lot, there's hundreds of people that have lost their jobs for minor league baseball that are professional baseball players. Um, we're going around, totaling around 1,000 at the end of this week. So, like, hopefully, like we said, everyone's saving their money, but if people could pitch in to do this, you, you, it'll help relieve that stress of a minor league ball player who maybe isn't going home to their family. Yeah. I mean, but another cool thing is, it, let's say you really want to be only, help, let's say you only want to help your organization. You could do that too. You could pick any of the 30 MLB organizations and say, I only want to help a player from the Orioles or the Rockies. You can do that. You can select more than one. Or you can just say, I don't care. I want to help someone. I, I thought that was a really cool program to bring to light. So again, that's adoptaminorleaguer.com or go on the GoFundMe and Patreon. Yeah, that's really cool. Really positive. Uh-huh. Especially during this time. Heading into another news article. David Price says he will pay $1,000 of his own money in the month of June to each minor league minor leaguer in the Dodgers system, not including the 40-man roster. So, he hasn't even played a game, yeah. an actual game for the Dodgers, mm-hmm. and he's willing to give up his own money for these minor leaguers. See, that, that's just like we were talking about before yeah. with the Dr. Minor League program. Like, he's, he knows the struggle because he went through it. Yeah. And that, he's, he's willing to help someone else out. Like, that's that's what it's all about. Everyone needs to help each other out, and everything's going to get better at some point. Definitely a good guy. Right yeah, that's there. awesome. Great and stuff. And then heading into another piece of news, we got a new proposal. So the MLBPA has delivered the new proposal that to the MLB that a 114-game regular season would end on October 31st. All right. players would have to the opt out of playing so they can choose what they want to play. Yeah, yeah. I heard about that part, the opting out of playing. Um, and also, it should be noted that the proposal start date was June 30th. So, that means baseball's coming soon. Yeah. But also means you have to agree on it soon. Yeah, so. If, in order for this to actually happen. Uh-huh. Which I'm hoping happens because I, I want to see baseball. The thing is, I heard some owners actually don't mind if the season doesn't start. Like, they're okay with skipping it. They have enough money. They already lost enough. They're, they're fine with what they've lost and what they won't gain if this doesn't start. I can't give you an exact number of how many owners sent that. Yeah. But I do know that it was enough for someone to write articles about it on ESPN and Bleacher Report. So that's not good for the game, honestly. But that is what that is. But with that being said, the owners don't 
is the general idea that some owners don't want the season to start. There is a ratio, right? There's a ratio for if, if let's say someone um, made $20 million a year playing for an MLB team. If they played 114 games like the MLBPA proposed, they'd make 14 mil. They played 82, roughly half of the regular season, they make 10 mil. But if they only play 50 games, which it looks like we're going towards, they only make $6 million. So yeah, 20 million to 6 million, you're still making a lot of money. But think about that person that's making 1 mil. That's gonna be a big decrease in their pay. They may choose not to play for their safety. It might not be worth it. So we don't know who's gonna say yes, who's gonna say no. We don't know if these players will have the ability to opt out. We don't know anything's gonna happen right now. The problem is that this has been going on for too long. They gotta figure out what's gonna happen so LB can start efficiently. Because I don't know if you got, if everyone remembers, but they wanted to also have a spring training before the season started. Yeah. Which is at least two to three weeks before the season starts. And then they want to, like, I can't see any all-star activities happening. Yeah. Like, no. They're going to be focused on the regular season and postseason. So it's going to be a short season no matter what. Uh-huh. We know that. That's the only constant we know. Everything else is really up in the air right now. But um, nonetheless, we have some good but kind of bad news about another sports player. Uh, starting pitcher from the Pirates, Chris Archer. He's out until 2021, but successfully went under surgery to relieve his neurogenic thoracic outlet syndrome. That's a mouthful, but he should be good for next season. So we'll, we'll skip this uh, struggling season over here. Yeah. You know what that sound is? It's time for Alexander's fun fact of the day. Let's get it. So the trades, have I said, have been crazy. Yeah. There's been a lot of crazy trades, like the Jonas Cespedes in like the middle of the game. Mm-hmm. We talked well, about this that. This is kind of similar. Stadiums. So New York Mets in 1982, my fault. New York Mets utility outfielder Joel Youngblood um, mm-hmm. started a game in the uh, against the Chicago Cubs. So he the pitcher was a uh, future Hall of Famer, Ferguson Jenkins. Okay. He started off and he had a single in the top of the third, scoring two runs. So that was obviously a good hit, you know, whenever. Mm-hmm. The Mets trade him during the game to the Montreal Expos. He has to get off the field. He flies to Montreal. No, to Philadelphia, my fault. Mm-hmm. To join his new team later that afternoon <laughs> and plays another game against oh a future God. Hall of Famer, Steve Carlton, and singled. He He's the first and ever... Only. Only. Yeah, first and only. First and only player to single off of two different Hall of Famers on two different teams. Well, on the same and day, the too. same day. Wow. <laughs> it's crazy to think about. I know there was one story that I can remember when I was younger, or the Mets, like Ike Davis, he yeah. was traded as he was walking out of the field. Like, he took a shower, got his pregame routine, and Terry Collins like, hey, uh, they didn't tell you yet? He's like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, you got traded to Pittsburgh. He's like... Really? He's like, yeah, you're going to play now. And I'm sure, I know he was like really mad about that. But then he had to get in a plane. I know he didn't play for the Mets, though. He was about to. And then he went to Pittsburgh. Yeah, but... Yeah, they just show you. Like, they'll just... Just like that. Uh-huh. Just like that. Let's get down to the brass tacks and nitty-gritty of today's episode. Let's do it. So if you can't tell by the title, we're going to be talking about CDP, also known as Cooperstown Dreams Park. Yes. We've had many experiences there, but let me give you a quick rundown on what this actually means. So established in 1996, and it's basically a worldwide tournament, right, from ages 10 to 12. They usually have 13 weeks per season, or per summer. 
uh, starts, I want to say, in June. I yeah. don't know the exact month, um, I mean, week, and ends in August. There's 104 teams per week, approximately. So if you do the quick math, you know, one, two, 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 four, minus one, quick math, yeah. <laughs> you get 1,352 teams per summer, which yields to 18,928 kids per season. Uh, so it's a worldwide tournament. Like I said, again, 10 to 12 years old. They get to come out, and they stay there for the whole week, as well as umpires, which we're going to talk about. And one of the big things that's there, besides being able to stay there, being the camaraderie, hanging out with your teammates, you get to play with all different people of all, I would say, just around the country. You see yeah. all, everyone, how everyone acts. That's like the first time as a kid that you get to see people from other states. Yeah. Unless you do tournaments in like states around yourself. Uh-huh. Uh, a big thing there is pins. We'll talk a little bit about that later yeah. on. Customized pins. You get to stay in a bunk. You get food. The food is pretty good. It's not terrible. It's not amazing. It's good. Good food. And it's not stop baseball for a week. There's nothing more you could ask as a 10 to 12 year old kid. Some famous guys actually went through there. Chris Sale, Garrett Cole, Mike Trout, Bryce Harbour, Jacob DeGrom, and other guys like that have went through Cooperstown. Yeah, to go to the MLB. Um, but other guys that played different sports, like Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah. Also went through there. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, if you if you leave Dreams Park for a little bit, you take a right, go five mm-hmm. minutes down that street, there you go onto the main street. Now, this is the heart of Cooperstown. Yeah. There's a lot Definitely. of cool it, stories. It's a small town. Because besides yeah. this little part right here, it's, it's mostly farms. And, like, a lot, a lot of acres of land. You got, like, you know, a little main street with their stores and stuff. That He's really right there. It is the heart of Cooperstown. That's what brings the town together. Yeah, there's a lot of cool stores you can walk in and out of getting cool memorabilia. And but, There's but, also, like, restaurants for certain, like, legends that yeah. they'll have there, too. And sometimes the legends will be there. Yeah. And they'll do signings mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Especially which awesome. during um, Hall of Fame weekend. Mm-hmm. Talking about Hall of Fame, the main attraction is the Cooperstown Hall of Fame. Yeah. It was, yeah, created in 1939, as we mm-hmm. said before. There are, like, tons of people that go there every year just to well, look at the Hall of Fame, which of I find too. pretty cool. They're, they're always updating what's happening around there. I, I believe right now it's still closed, though. Yeah. It's been closed, um, which I believe we also talked about in the episode, last episode or the episode before that. Uh, Coop, CDP, Cooperstown, Dreams Park, and Cooperstown are closed for the summer. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know if they're going to reopen. They're, not, they're definitely not reopening Dreams Park. But there's a chance that they might reopen the Hall of Fame if everything gets better. But they're still not having an induction for this class until next year. Get a double up. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, for those of you who don't know, I've actually been an umpire. I had the experience of being an umpire last year. I wasn't there as a player, but Xander has been. Yes. So we're going to talk about my experience as an umpire, and then we're going to jump on a call with a player who's played with me. Yeah. With him on the, the same team. At Cooperstown. So we've got a little bit different experiences, but most we connect with. So I'm going to start off with um, the barracks. So the barracks are really cool. I don't know how the kids' barracks worked, because I was the umpire, but they had us in around like a 16, let's see, you walk in, it's about, it's the same size. It's the same size barrack. Like if you're thinking of like a cabin, you have a fairground, um, if you're going camping, it's basically like that. You walk in, you got bunk beds. So I know, I think the kids have bunk beds. But, like, they actually sleep on the mass bunk beds. You know, one person on top, and then yeah. one person on the bottom. That, that, that's what happened, yeah. yeah. For umpires, it's different. So we have 16 bunk beds around in each room. So we have more bunk beds, but 
we don't use it as the kids would use it. We use the top for space for our gear and like clothes for the week. Lucky. What do they tell us to? They, they tell us to. Well, why would you want two grown men sleeping on bunk beds that could fall? Yeah, right? And someone's gonna get, uh, someone's gonna get squished, right? And then the bottom one you get to sleep on. And then they give us like a, a big uh, bin where you can put all of our gear inside of for the week so we don't have to roll it around. Because one thing about Cooperstown is you don't wear this. Umpires don't wear CDP gear until the playoffs. Because for those who don't know, it like it's a tournament, so you play round robin. Round robin, you play a certain amount of teams. Usually you play every team. But there's 104 teams, you're not playing every team. Um, I don't know how many, I don't remember exactly how many games. Like I said, it was my first season last season. So let's go again this season. Fortunately, cannot. But you basically, you, you play a certain amount of teams, and that gives you a seating. And then you play, use that seating to go in the tournament. So for those seating games, they tell us, do not wear CDP gear. You're not allowed to. You got to wear your own gear. So everyone brings their own stuff. It's really cool to see, honestly, to see. Just like how we said, it's the first experience for when kids get to see people from other states. I've been fortunate enough to be in other organizations and programs where I'm able to see other stuff like that all the time. But this is my first time as an umpire, seeing other umpires from other states. I've only been on Facebook pages and stuff like that just to see how it goes. But these people got they, like they have their own insignia numbers. People have MLB gear. Mm-hmm. Um, people have red polos, which I've never seen before until this past summer. I might pick one up. But I went down there, I had a cream color polo, I had um, the company that I worked for, I had the light blue with theirs, I had a regular light blue, uh, navy blue, black, like that, that was my base, that's like kind of like the basic thing. I did cream because a lot of um, people at Cooper's not have cream, I, I love the color cream, it looks so nice. But they, as far as uniform, you gotta bring your own stuff, you can buy hats from them. But another big thing that I know the players can relate to is the pins. Mm-hmm. For sure, definitely. The pins, it, it's a crazy game. Like, I've still been trading now as an umpire. I have my own custom pin. Uh, I spent a little bit of time on that uh, this past summer so I can get it ready for this season. So I'm still trading a part of, like, Facebook pages where they trade Cooperstown pins. It's really cool. If you don't know what we're talking about, definitely look up just Cooperstown pins on Google Images. You're going to see some crazy ones like that are gold. Some are glitter. Some of them light up. Some of them the size of your phone. And some of them are really microscopic, but that's what makes them rare. So there's always umpire pins. There's uh, the Commander Pete pin. Yeah, I know. I definitely was mm-hmm. out searching for pins. It's a big game. Everyone's oh, yeah. always trading. You just I think sit- I worried about that more than I worry about <laughs> the games at sometimes. No, it's great, though, because it's like a memento. You everyone, Every team comes with a set of pins, and you trade with other teams' pins, and then you get to see theirs, and then you get to see how like they made theirs. They yeah. use their actual team logos, and some might have their team's kids' names on there. It's really cool. So, yeah, the pins are fun. They have arcade there. The food, like I said, is pretty good. They run on a rotation uh, as far as that for the whole week. Let's see what else. Um, they have a, a good place across the street to eat. I forgot what it's called, but it's a really good barbecue place. So that's where I went when I didn't want to eat some of the food at Cooperstown Park. Yeah. But one event that I got to be a part of, well, besides opening weekend, where, like on opening weekend, but they have a thing where it's the opening ceremony. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a team from Hawaii that actually showed up, and they were doing a tribe dance. It, it was really cool to see. And then there was another person from another Hawaiian team. There's two Hawaiian teams. And he came out, and he was spinning fire and throwing it in the air and, like, catching it. Like, it was really cool to see. But besides that, the opening ceremony and the closing ceremony, awesome stuff to be a part of. I got to be a part of the Home Run Derby. So I was shagging fly balls with a, a milk crate from old times. And it was really cool to see some of these kids... They could really smack that ball over. So they basically have a bunch of different games that are set up almost as it was like an all-star fan fest where 
you can play either home run derby. Yeah, I definitely remember that. I sadly wasn't in the home run derby. I wasn't a home run <laughs> yeah, derby. Yeah, I think it's like one representative per yeah, team. Per so team. It's 104 kids. So they have, I think, like 13 or 20 fields. I think 20 fields. And then they separate it into, all right, this time, this time slot, home run derby, this time, this time. So it was really cool to be a part of that and see some kids hit some dingers. Oh, yeah. It's awesome stuff. And then when I would get bored, they gave us a free ticket to the Hall of Fame. So I went to the Hall of Fame. That was a great experience. I, I Like I said, if you guys don't know, I'm a junkie for memorabilia. I love, like every time I go, even when I went with my brother or other people, other times, I like visiting the stores on Main Street, not just mm-hmm. Cooperstown yeah. itself. Uh, the Hall of Fame, I like buying all the figurines. All the figurines. I love figurines, bobbleheads. Figurine guys. Signed cards. Sometimes you can get them for really good prices. I just love the whole experience. It's really like baseball in heaven. There's no other place like that that I know. If you do know, please let me know. So I would definitely like to go. But another great experience that I loved about being an umpire, I was also had the honor to be inducted into the American Baseball Youth Hall of Fame. Uh, they gave me a ring. They sized me up. And they asked me beforehand, like, oh, what size do you want? And then we got a ring. This is my first one. It got a little blue gem on it. Um... You get one, I believe, every time you get to go. Yeah. Or you get re-inducted with your team. They, they announce what team you represented, and you get to walk out. Everyone applauds for you, especially your team. They go crazy. Like They should know your name by then. They go, yeah, they were chanting my name, Spencer. Like, it was really cool. They took some pictures of me. I didn't even know. And they sent it to me that day. They're like, hey, uh, we saw you on the field. Hope you heard us. It's a really cool uh, ceremony. And nonetheless, it's a cool experience. Another cool thing is they actually have a lot of nicknames for umpires. I haven't got one yet. Only went one season, right? But there's a lot of people like Papa Smurf, Papa Joe. Like those are just random ones that I can think of. But they have a lot of different nicknames. And if you're part of Cooperstown, you can get pins from those custom nicknames of the umpires. I know those are a hot. They sell like hotcakes. Yeah. Uh, you can't sell because you got to trade. Yeah. But they're worth like high value. Mm-hmm. But I really like. Nonetheless, I love my experience as being an umpire at Cooperstown. Uh, my first time, like I said, I didn't get to play as a kid at Cooperstown. Our team, I believe we were trying to get a bid. We didn't, we didn't, we unfortunately didn't get the bid. That was okay though, because as an umpire, I'm able to experience it and go over there and have a great time. I got to meet a lot of people. I knew some umpires already that were going there. Um, I met people from Kentucky, Atlanta. We had great conversations and um, it was a great experience. And I hope that next year we'll be ready to go, gung-ho, get another team in there, maybe a couple teams. Get to go down again and experience it again with everyone. Yeah. Hey, we are here with Devin. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Yeah, no problem. What's up, guys? How's everything? I'm good. How about you? I'm pretty good. Thanks. Um, so this is my uh, teammate for a long time and a best friend also. Uh, we have played with the Blue Claws and we went to Cooperstown. And so we're going to talk about our experiences there. Man, Cooperstown was such a great experience. Yeah, it definitely was. I, I, I remember, for one, going to the batting cages. Like the, the, we got there because we got there at night. Uh-huh. And we, everyone like got, got all their stuff, like all the uniforms. And like the uniforms, we had to wear the high socks. And yes. the pants had to be above our knee. They're very strict about how the players how the, all look exactly the same. Uh-huh. Just different colors. I had- I had never worn a uh, high socks before that, so it felt so weird. 
yeah, I wore high socks, but not that high. Yeah. And then we got the jerseys that like kind of looked like a polo kind of, and yeah. then we had a. It was like the old style, like you got like the eighties vibe. Yeah. With like, the collar, mm-hmm. and then no button. Think, thinking back at it, the red jerseys were honestly really nice. Yeah. yeah, they were cool. And then the pullover, they still have my pullover. Coming up higher, like, the, the top two. Yeah, we have, we have, I have my pullover as well. Yeah, same. I think mine's a little bit big, so though. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. Like, the, pullover, yeah. so the pullovers are big. Like adult like, large. Yeah. But I, I definitely remember that first day getting there. And we wanted to stay up so late. Yeah. But then there was like, you had to go to bed at 10. Opening cell. Yeah, there was like a, a curfew and everything. Yeah, and the one guy who was like our bunk guy, he was like, We had a basketball hoop. Yes. And Kevin, if you make a shot from this far, I was it two times? I think I had to make it once out of three tries where we could stay up as long as we wanted. Oh. Yeah. And I ended up I ended up making one of them. And then he and then he made it. He was like, "All right, you have to do it again." And then, oh, yeah. and then he did. He he like just missed it. Yeah, it was like in and out. Yeah, and then we. He's like, "Yeah, that means you guys have to go to bed." He got. <laughs> yeah, he was like, "Uh, I'm gonna get fired. You gotta go to bed. Come on, miss the shot. <laughs> you gotta do it again." Yeah, he did. He did not think I was gonna make that. That threw him off so much. Oh man, I know he never came back around. <laughs> no, I. I remember he came back one day where he was like, if you make one shot, you get this pin, two shots, you get this one, and three, you get another one. Okay, so he came back. I wasn't there when that yeah. happened. Oh, really? No, I wasn't. I don't I don't remember that. The, the pins were so nice. Yeah. yeah. And trade the whole thing, as as, we, as I was, Spencer and I were saying before. I would just sit outside, and then people would just come up to me. Like, I didn't have too many. Like, I only had my umpire pins and my team pin. I had to start from scratch. But like, I gave... 11 of my pins that were umpire ones, not custom ones, the ones that we get when we go every week as umpires, I gave them to my team for, like, for nothing. So, like, yeah. I, I didn't, I only had, like, maybe, like, like barely any. Yeah. So, I traded yeah. as much as I could with the kids. Like, they would, they walk up to me, like, as we're just sitting there, like, hey, you got pins? You got pins? I'm doing homework for class. I'm like, yeah, sure, I got pins. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> I, I know, definitely, sometimes I, I focus on pin trading more than I focused on, like, the game as I was games, saying. yeah. As much fun playing in all of those games were, honestly, like, the best the best part of Cooperstown was the pin trading and just hanging out with your team. Yeah, it's, uh-huh. it's a camaraderie. Like, you're hanging out. It's not in your hometown anymore. You're just hanging yeah. out with everybody. I remember. I still have the pins now that I look back at from when we went in 2012. So, like. Yeah, same. Wait, that was 2012? Yeah, no, it was 2016. It was 2016. Oh, 2016. I was going to yeah, say. Yeah. Oh, you went earlier. That would have uh-huh. been me. I would have went in 2012. Okay, oh. yeah. Okay, except the numbers. Hold on. <laughs> You're not that old. But yeah. <laughs> not yet. But yeah, when we went, I still I still have the pins to this day. And sometimes when I get bored, I'll look back at them and be like, yeah. Oh, I remember trading for this exact one. Mm-hmm. Yes. I remember yeah. there was there was this one team, I think they were called like the uh the outlaws. Yeah, they had, yeah, the, they had so many awesome pins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They had, like the, the Liberty Bell. That you had the to get cuffs, the cuffs, I, and then the uh, the city. Yeah, I have the city. I think I have two of them. I think I, have, I think I have the cuffs and the city. Yeah, but it definitely pin training was really fun. Also, like the barracks, 
that that was a fun time other than other than like having to go to bed early and stuff like that it, it was really fun though i remember Did we just hang out with your team yeah just hang out with your team there was like how there were, how many bunks do you think were in there honestly 60 plus maybe what do you think 60 plus i have no idea i know there were a ton and yeah for the one bunk i think it was like like five or six on each side. Oh yeah, wait. There was there oh, a good amount. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were talking about the different barracks. Oh, oh yeah, there was tons of barracks. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I was like in the barracks. There was a lot of bunk beds. There, there was like, like five or six on each side, and it was like foot filled. There's one person on top, one person. You guys had space. You you just didn't want to walk through in the middle. We had no space. Everything was cramped up. So like each umpire got their own bunk bed. I remember it was <laughs> steaming hot in that room. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh, there was no air conditioning, no nothing. Yeah, I remember. I still have the little fan now. I I clipped it and then I would just put that on blast at my face. It, <laughs> yeah, I was still sweating though. Yeah, like, don't forget this is during the summer, so over this uh-huh. like this is just the hottest of the hot. You're in the mountains too, so it gets really cold in the morning. I remember this particular one day where we had a game, but it started thundering and lightning. And I remember everyone had their barrack doors open, but like it was just raining in the middle. And I saw kids sprinting across the thing. We're like, Coach, can we do it? Coach, can we do it? He's like, I swear to really? God. <laughs> I remember That's it. Funny. It was really funny, though. But I also remember the opening ceremony. That was awesome. Out. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, we all walked out as a team, all wearing the stuff. And, um, the one competition that we did over there? Oh, yeah, Around the Horn. Yes, that was fun. That was fun. We were a part of the Around the Horn, which is like the catcher throws it to first, first throws it to shortstop, and it just kept on going like yeah. around. And then they include the outfield, too. And um, Depp was the one who made the throw home. I, uh, I threw from uh, left field all the way to home at the end. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I threw from yeah. second. wasn't that much, but... <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. remember it was, like, timed and everything, and it was, like, a whole competition. Yeah. It was basically how fast can you get the ball out of your glove, mm-hmm. quick hands and stuff like that. It was and really you had fun. to make really good throws, too. Yeah. Yeah, the throws had to be on the dot. I also remember there was, like, an arcade. In oh, the, yes, I remember that. In We're next to one of the, the food stands. And, yeah, and I remember we went there once, and I literally spent, like, an hour and a half there. Just like wasted like thirty five dollars. I don't even remember what games were there. I think just like the regular arcade games, right? Yeah, yeah there was like a stuff. there was like a couple basketball like uh, hoops and stuff like that for like the basketball shot games. And then you yeah. were going. Yes, dude, basketball. That's my that's my arcade game right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also remember like before the opening ceremony, like opening day, we went under the big tent. And like they they were like talking about the like the whole organization and stuff like that. And everyone was like they're like, Oh, everyone get loud and everyone was slamming on the table. Oh yeah. Like that. That's when bottle flipping was big and stuff too, and everyone was just trying to make a bunch of bottle flips and freaking out. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. Also, we got inducted to the Youth Hall of Fame, like Spencer said he did. Uh, yeah. We have a ring. We got sized. 
we got the blue, same blue one that Spencer got. But there's a couple other different colors. There's blue, green, and red. Yeah. I've seen umpires that have on all their fingers. And then some wear, like, necklaces with them on. Really? That's, That's cool. They, they've been there for so long. Because you get one every week. And some of them go there for the whole summer, all 13 weeks. So, And they've been doing um, it for, like, so they're just chilling. Yeah, they got all of the rings in the way. So I can have, like, a ton of rings. Yeah, because the thing with umpires, like, if you go there every week, you can choose to get all the stuff. You get two free baseballs. You get a pullover. You get two working polos for the CEP gear. You get a hat. Uh, you get a ball bag. Uh, you get a bunch of stuff, like, you get a brush. Yeah. So you can get a new one every week if you need like, oh, I didn't want another one. So I'll get a Yeah. We just got <laughs> That's the a lot. pullover. Yeah. And I think we got a water bottle. Yeah, we got an umpire water bottle, too. We got the, uh, like, the kind of Under Armour shirts, too, like the short sleeve and the long sleeve. Oh, yeah. Oh, we didn't get those. It, it wasn't, like, Under Armour. It's, like, a dry fit t-shirt. Yeah, dry fit. Yeah. I remember. I, st- I still wear mine sometimes today. <laughs> yeah, I wear it every once in a while. Yeah, because they gave it to you, like, really, really big. Like, Dude, all- um, like a dress. Well, so you can all wear- that stuff is huge. Uh-huh. I think they do that on purpose. You can wear it now. Because, like, if it was, if you put it for that exact size, then they'll never wear it again. Uh-huh. And then they won't, you know, no one's going to be like, oh, I want the Cooper's down. Like, you have to say it. Yeah. Specifically made it bigger. Yeah, all basically. Really yeah. To go look at all that stuff. That was my first time. Yeah, that was, our, that, was, that was my first time. I don't know if it was Devin's. Yeah, that was mine. Yeah, it was definitely a really fun experience. And also going to Main Street. Did you end up going to Main Street? I think I did. Yeah, I, I remember. I might have. I might have gone like a little bit after you went. Yeah, I went. It was the. It was my dad, my mom, Spencer, and I, and we went literally for like five hours, in and out of all the stories. Yeah, there's so many things. Really? There. Yeah, because you yeah. got Pioneer Sports where they sell pins and cards. Then there was another place right across the street where they sold figurines, bobbleheads. Like, some of them are cool, like that, but then other ones, like, there were two big warehouses, like, right next to each other, where they had everything, like, three floors. One was commercialized, where it's like, oh, here's $50 for a t-shirt, and then another one was, like, 10 So, you gotta go to that one. You gotta yeah. know your prices. Yeah. I'll rip you There's off. a lot of stuff there. So much. Yeah, I know. It was definitely in, like we said before, there was, they're, they're named after some of the legends that have gone yeah. through there. Yeah. And if you get lucky, you'll see a legend there. I mean, I went last week, week seven, and that was the weekend before the induction. So as I was leaving, like, Pete Rose came. Um, Mario Rivera was there. I didn't get to see them because you had to pay. I was like, uh, yeah. Oh, I, don't, I was just going to see them, but I couldn't stay. I wish I would have been there the next week, too, because that's it's really popular. It's really hard to get in as an umpire because everyone knows, everyone wants to see Hall of Fame yeah. induction. Week eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think we went like week twelve or week thirteen. We went. Yeah, so it was way. It was way. I don't really remember. I know it was late though. That's what I know. Yeah, we went. School was starting again. We went in August. Mm -hmm. There's so much you could do there, though. Uh huh. You could just. They really loaded up that small town, that little area right there. It's just like Drees Park and then Main Street, but there's a lot to do within that area. Uh I I definitely remember there was because we were. We were like the it was our barrack, another, and then it was the grass, and then it started the umpire barracks. So I remember on that grass area, there were so many kids playing wiffle ball. Mm-hmm. There was like a huge, yeah, big field that's just open. And people yeah. all the time. It was it was really cool. 
And then I remember I brought a junk ball bat and a junk ball. And then also I brought like a, a football too. And everyone, we were just throwing that around. Yeah, we would just be playing games or like trading pins with everyone. Uh-huh. It's crazy. We wake up at like 6, 7, 8 o'clock, depending on what game uh-huh. you're at. And then it's just like really, really cold. And all of a sudden it's like, boom, here's the heat. It's summertime. And then like if you're lucky, it'll get cold again. Yeah. I and remember. There were, there were so many storms too, just like out of nowhere. Uh-huh. Like with the it, when it rained, it rained hard. It was not like it was like a flick of switch. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah. I remember asking kids like, "Hey, do you have our pin? Do you have our pin?" Yeah. And then just like trying to shove our pins in their faces. Be like, "Here, take our pin." I remember we made those fake silver pins. Oh yeah, colored our pins silver, and they were like the 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 special limited edition. Everyone only gets one. Yes, uh-huh. we just col- colored it in uh, silver. silver Sharpie. Yeah, it's because one kid colored his in black Sharpie and said it was the midnight edition. Mm. And then he gave it to me, and I just gave him my regular pin. <laughs> really? Yeah. Mm. He was like, oh, it's a good trace. I think it all started because that, that one team had all of like the golden pins. Yeah, and they were like actual gold pins, and they were like, we want that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know they were super rare. Mm-hmm. Like some teams go down there with like four or five different pins. They spend a lot of money on it. I know we only oh had two. Yeah, like the general is to get like one or two. Like you get one regular one, you get a special one. Yeah. But some people yeah. walk, they go down there or go up there, depending where they are. But with like four specialties, it's like, whoa. It's like, calm down. That's a yeah. lot. These, these aren't, they're not cheap. Yeah, they're these, not these, cheap. Because the that. pins are not cheap. Even if you get they're the expensive. Bandage. Yeah. But Definitely. pin trading is the best thing. Not a hundred percent. I know all of like the uh, the owner's family had their own pins too. Yeah, oh, they yeah. have family pins, like the nieces and nephews of the owners. Yep. There was like baseball for Allie. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was like uh, Luke the Iron Duke pin. Mm-hmm. Those are just a couple I remember. And then I remember the infamous Commander Pete that everyone wanted. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's one per team, and then mm-hmm. someone from the other team knew our coach's name and stole it from us. Yeah, someone from uh, a different team stole yeah. our, like, really rare pin. Dude. <laughs> kind of suck, but it's whatever. Yeah. You just got to trade it back. Yeah. Just trade for yeah. it back for someone else. Yeah. Find someone else who's got an extra one. But, you know, I mean, it was, like, one of the rarest pins that were there, so you would have you would have had to give a lot. Yeah, yeah, to get that one thing. But otherwise, thank you so much for being on the yeah, episode. With appreciate us. your experience with us. Have a nice convo about Cooperstown. Definitely a great place. I can't wait to go back. Yeah, I really want to go back. Yeah, same. Thanks for having me, guys. No problem, no man. Problem, man. Stay safe. Yeah, you too. All right. All right. Peace out. See you. That was our interview we just finished with Devin talking about Cooperstown, Dreams Park, the Hall of Fame, the whole nine yards, the whole experience. So you heard about the news, what's happening on with the league. Uh, Make sure to go to adoptaminorleaguer.com, go on the Patreon, um, help out minor league baseball players that are currently out of major league jobs. Like David Price's. Like David Price's helping everyone out. Um, Thank you again for listening to episode nine of our podcast, season one. 
Stay tuned to our Instagram at Delos underscore Reyes underscore podcast. Thank you so much for being with us. And as always, let's bring baseball back.